Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Nearly all workers in Illinois will soon be able to use paid time off for any reason, thanks to a bill Governor J.B. Pritzker signed into law earlier this week. Too many people can't afford to miss even a day's pay. But then crises arise, sometimes seemingly small, sometimes catastrophic. And they live in fear of losing income vital to their family's survival. Joining us with more details is a WBEZ State House reporter, Alex Degman. Alex, the law doesn't go into effect until next year. So tell us, what kind of paid leave are workers guaranteed under existing law? Well, under existing law, really not much. Workers aren't guaranteed pay when taking time off for sick leave, for child care, for mental health reasons, medical appointments, vacation, or really any other reason. So uh, what does this new law then do for workers? So starting on March 31st of 2024, uh, so that basically allows you to start accruing time on January 1st when the law takes effect or 90 days after you've been employed, you can start using this earned time off again for any reason. This is not just sick time. So it guarantees at least one week of paid leave per 12-month period. That's 40 hours. And you start accruing that one hour per 40 hours that you work. And it doesn't matter how large or small the business is. If you don't currently have it, uh, they likely have to provide you with paid time off. So who does the law not apply to? Right. It doesn't apply to everybody. So if you're a Lyft driver or a DoorDash driver, for example, an independent contractor, uh, DoorDash does not have to pay you paid time off under this. Also, employees covered by a collective bargaining agreement, for example, where PTO is uh, negotiated separately. For example, a lot of times it happens in the construction industry and uh, parcel delivery industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't apply to them either. What will happen if employers violate this act? So... It's pretty interesting because an employer is actually liable for quite a bit here. They have to pay the affected employee at least $500 per violation of the law, but it could be as high as $1,000. Now, it's not immediate because employees have up to three years to file a complaint with the Illinois Department of Labor. So, again, it's not really a quick remedy by any means. But then as that's going through courts, the employer, if it's found in the employee's favor, the employer would then have to pay court costs, attorney's fees, and things like that. And then also... Anybody who's found to violate the act would have to pay up to a $2,500 civil penalty for each offense. And that would be payable to a state fund that was just set up to basically pay for enforcement of this. It's called the Paid Leave for All Workers Fund. I see. Now, advocates are calling this signed bill a step in the right direction. What else are supporters saying? I think a step in the right direction is pretty much what they feel about it right now. It's really – it's a step in the right direction, but it's really – not that much. When you think about what's been standard in the private sector for so long, I mean, we've been hearing about two weeks paid vacation for as long as I can Mm -hmm. remember. And really, I mean, that's not the standard anymore because businesses have a lot of different models for paid time off. But the key word there, uh, business, private sector. There's nothing from the government that mandates that businesses provide anything to state residents. So by and large, the reaction I'm seeing is positive. But also, you know, I've seen people from Europe chiming in, basically scratching their heads because you know, their governments have mandated a lot more for a lot longer. And they're like, is, yeah. is this good? Right. Yeah. So there's this, this overwhelming sense then that more needs to be done. Is there going to be continued lobbying to maybe take this further? 
I imagine that we're going to see more pushes for this um, really nationwide, I would imagine, because we started seeing the push for at least paid sick leave uh, when COVID started. We finally realized, oh, my gosh, we're telling people to stay home if they feel sick, but they literally can't afford to do that. So the momentum is still building. But now that COVID is waning, we're also still kind of remembering, oh, right, a work-life balance is kind of nice. So let's continue that momentum is what they're saying. So Mm -hmm. I do think that we're going to see continued lobbying for this for sure. Some have pushed back, though, against the legislation, including the director of the National Federation of Independent Business, Illinois. What did he have to say? Yeah, uh, Chris Davis uh, seemed almost a little offended by the idea that small businesses were being characterized in this way. He uh, put out a statement when the law was passed that said employees to a lot of these small businesses are like members of the family and they already um, they already work out paid time off and if, if their kids are sick and things like that. So they so he kind of wasn't he didn't appreciate the tone, but um, mm-hmm. he characterized this as essentially uh, an employment tax because this is going to cause a lot of small businesses to pay something that they don't have to pay now. Right. And it's going to cause a lot of them to close, he thinks. Yeah, he added uh, this new law is a one size fits all solution to a more intricate problem. So definitely not a supporter there. Uh, Cook County and Chicago as we, we mentioned, both have ordinances that already require employees, uh, employers rather, to offer paid sick leave. Those have been in place, we know, since 2017, Alex. So, so what does this mean for workers in those areas? So anybody in Cook County and Chicago will continue to be covered by those existing laws already in place rather than the new state law. So the new law was written in that way so that it doesn't supersede anything that was already in effect. Yeah. Illinois is now the first in the Midwest and one of only three states in the nation to mandate paid time off to be used for any reason. Are we seeing more momentum for for this kind of change just building across the country? Well, I think, uh, as as I mentioned a little bit earlier, even since the beginning of COVID, we've seen more states enact paid sick leave, uh, specifically for sick leave. I I think the total is now up to 14 states in the District of Columbia. And, you know, Nevada and Maine, the other states that are a part of this now that allow paid time off for any reason, it's it's relatively new. So um, I think that as people continue to go down this path of uh, demanding, really, a better work-life balance from a lot of industries, it doesn't matter if you're retail, restaurant, or if you're, you know, a six-figure white-collar worker, mm-hmm. um, paid time off is kind of important to yeah. a lot of people. So I feel that the momentum is going to keep building, yes. Anything else that you think we should know about this law and, and what it means for, for workers across the state? Well, I think I just want to reiterate uh, what we talked about at the outset in that it's called the paid leave for all, but it's not really for all. Um, so if you're if you're working, for example, like if you're a DoorDash driver or a Lyft driver, Uber driver, if you're in the gig economy, you're mm-hmm. working, but you're not an employee. So you don't get paid time off for being an independent contractor. And I think it's really important for you to uh, check to see how this affects you. And if you're under some sort of a collective bargaining agreement, check with your employer to see how this affects you. Great reminder. That's WBEZ Statehouse reporter Alex Degman. Thank you, Alex. Thanks. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Stephanie Kim, who also edited the episode along with Daniel Tucker. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating and a review. Don't forget to subscribe for more conversations about politics, economics, and the arts, and how these issues affect you. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.